Testing, testing. Get your mind right, radio. Sorry for the delay. We are back. So much to talk about right now. A lot of positive things going on in the world today. Let's start it off with the greatness. You know? Work on the fire. September, baby. Monday, September 24th, 2018, and uh, appreciate y'all for just even tuning and listening, but if you have been paying attention, at least at least my Twitter, my Instagram, my Facebook, especially the team website, uh, I cannot even stress to you how life has just came full circle for me. And I just want to share with you guys what time it is and what's happening since the last time we spoke. Last time we spoke, I was on my way to my honeymoon and I wanted to do a live broadcast. I got caught up in the, say, per se energy, but I had a real, an amazing, amazing experience. My first honeymoon trip ever. You know, with my partner in crime, best friend, uh, woman that changed my life. Thank you, God. You know, protruding a bundu. So, um, we had went away for our honeymoon. We went between <clears throat> April 22nd to the 28th. It was my first time on the cruise. Um, the cruise airline was Royal Caribbean. Now, uh, there's like no region, there's others, but I can only speak on my first experience and it was about Royal Caribbean and Royal Caribbean was pretty dope. Um, we were on the Allure of the Sea. That was the cruise line that we happened to be on was the Allure of the Sea. And so the first day, uh, we flew from Boston, Logan Airport, down to Fort Lauderdale. And when we got to Fort Lauderdale, we had uh, boarded the sea, boarded the um, the cruise ship. Now, uh, if you've never been on the cruise ship, once again, I advise people, it's a must-do, got to do it, had so much fun. So, all right. Basically, took a 4 a.m. flight to Fort Lauderdale. We boarded the Allure of the Sea around 3 p.m. Sunday. So when we first got there, we got settled. We walk around, and it was kind of like we were on a five-star hotel on a moving boat for seven days. Like, amazing. So on Sunday, 
like I said, we boarded the ship Monday, you know, uh, we were going to land in Labadee, Haiti. So for Petruvna and I, huge, because her mother's from Haiti. Both my parents are from Haiti. And this is an area of the island that Royal Caribbean had purchased in the 80s from the Duvalier president, um, the first president of Duvalier family, um, Papa Doc. And over the course of time, Royal Caribbean built and built on the land. And now Labadee has like the largest zip line, pretty dope. It's like across the water is the largest zip line on this side of the hemisphere. So we get to Haiti and I'm already anticipating like amazing food. You know, because I'm Haitian. So I'm like, I'm back on the motherland. So immediately, a foodie like myself is, is anticipating lunch. But, you know, Royal Caribbean, they're the one that control the excursions, the food. So um, the excursions that we decided to do, we wanted to go in the market because I was seeking to try to get some artwork. I wanted to get some original pieces. So um, after that, we would end up just going to a private beach. But on the private beach, Royal Caribbean was serving like, you know, like American finger food, which is cool. But like, I'm not trying to be in the motherland eating, like, you know, ribs and hot dogs and hamburgers and fries. You know, I want Haitian food. But regardless, you know, um, got burnt up. <laughs> but we connected with, ironically, a couple from Wisconsin who were our next door neighbors and people we would see for the next seven days. So Tim and Patricia Young, which was kind of ironic. My name was her Tim. My wife was Petruvna. He, my neighbor, was Tim. His wife was Patricia. So we both had the Tims and the P's, Patricia's, Petruvna's, the loves of our lives. So Got to connect with Tim on the ground of Haiti. Um, my wife helped because she has stronger Creole. So she helped facilitate some deals with Tim with the local, uh, the local vendors who were selling the artwork. So, you know, we were in Labadee from, we reported 8 a.m. until 4 p.m. So when we got to dinner that night on the cruise ship, you know, shout out to him. Orlando, shout out to the head chefs. You know, Orlando was my waiter from Dominican Republic. And I had, I was, they, he had seen that I was, I was pretty upset, not upset, but like, he was like, yo, I was a trip. And I'm like, man, I'm in Haiti. I didn't get to even eat Haitian food. So one of the head chefs come out. I spoke my little patois to him and he said, you know what? Next day, so this was going to be Tuesday, we were going to arrive. In Falmouth, Jamaica, at 8 a.m. And the guy said, he's going to take care of me. So, you know, it was real, 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 real soothing that, you know, they go above and beyond on the cruise ship. So, you know, next day, boom, touchdown, yacht, touchdown, Falmouth, Jamaica. So um, our excursions for the day, we wanted to go to Dun Rivers Fall, which you must do. You know, our tour guides were amazing. Um, 
the local natives, you know, belief. You go to Dun Rivers Fall, you wash out, drink some coconut water, purify your heart, wash off all the evil vibes, you know, start start fresh, fresh start. So, you know, you might drink my coconut water. Wife and I dumped into the Dun Rivers Fall. After that, I dried off, shot over to Bamboo Beach, private beach. You know, have some good food. DJ's playing the tunes. Um, I kind of liked the private beach thing, but, you know, I felt like I was interacting with the natives. And when we got back to Falmouth, I got to walk the streets, do my thing. Then at night, sure enough, Orlando started, trade started coming out because my, you know, the head chef was a man of his words. I got my oxtail, jerk chicken, rice and peas, vegetables, team vegetables and ink. So it was real dope. And then, uh, so that was Wednesday. And then um, we were set for sea and sail that following day for Cozumel, Mexico. Um, that night, you know, we just, chill, you know, just chilled on the uh, cruise ship. The Lord Seas has so many things to do. Um, so uh, when we got to Cozumel, my wife and I, we, we, we've done ATVs more than once, especially snowmobiles. So we wanted to do an excursion where we do a little ATV with a tour guide through the jungle, explaining like um, the difference between the Aztecs and the Incas and Indian heritage and culture. That passed through Mexico, which was real um, enrichment, real, real enriching, and definitely um, informative because there are obviously there's different tribes and different Indians that have different cultures and customs. So um, after that, I got on the beach, another private beach. But when you're in Mexico, you got to have it right. So I had to, you know, you know, shrimp fajita, you know. With a Corona on the beach, under the tent this time I did it right. Wasn't trying to get, wasn't trying to get burnt. Absolutely not. Was not trying to get burnt. And then after that, you know, we set sail for uh, for America. So um, that was pretty dope, man. First, first cruise ship was with my wife. A Lord of the Seas, one of the newer cruise ships for Royal Caribbean. Um, go on the website, dreamsoftangiblegoals.com. You'll see one of the posts. Um, the post is actually stated 365 days plus strong. Um, a Lord of the Sea Royal Caribbean recap with Styles by P with the wife, you know, because uh, that's real important. Um, we got married and uh, we didn't go away immediately for our wedding and uh, we, we you know we, we built ties and rapport with our families make sure that that got settled and actually had like how to identify what are the goals and that's real important but you know now September so it's over I've been married over a year plus now and Best decision I ever made. Um, 39 years old, so I got married at 38. So I would advise everyone out there, like, you know, don't give up on love. 
on the cruise ship for a week, I saw Back to Love. I saw people who rekindled, well, not necessarily rekindled, but found love at 50, 60. You know, I saw the single crowd. I saw people like myself, honeymooners, people celebrating 20 plus years of marriage. So, you know, love exists, man. But to get to that special peace, special place, you got to take care of yourself. You know, dreams are tangible goals. Before I met Petruvna, I wanted to be the best of Tim. And the best of Tim required being uh, the best son, the best brother, the best uncle, the best friend. I needed to be the best me before I became the better spouse and a better coach. So, you know, um, it, a lot has happened since April, since Desi Linden ran an amazing marathon. You know, we've, huh, forgive me, people, I've just been caught up in just doing, doing the stuff, doing what I, what I love to do. And uh, let me just turn that down. And, uh, yeah, so, boom, April, city championship, Jafar Gilliard won, indoor track, Nas City Championship, 55, indoor winner, fast forward, um, Flavor Green, Bridgewater State College, Sean Dykins, Bridgewater State College, uh, Gustavo Novella Rudy at Regis, Nas Rivera at Hudson, Javiah Gilliard at Barton Community College, D1, track and field in Kansas. So my pioneers who started the movement, they all moved on to, you know, out the city in different situations, but they're all in places of higher learning. So dreams are definitely tangible goals. Uh, we, we started really working. We really started grinding. Um, captain's practice started around July, end of June, July, right after like Junior Olympics. Um, shout out to Douglas Alvarado, my captain, Victor Baez. Um, they embraced the younger group of kids and, um, we just started working and, um, I work alongside Tim Bro and Aaron Flynn at Boston Cross Country Day Camp located at Newton North. And um, that's where the work began and started seeing, you know, that um, maybe this team has an opportunity in regards to the cross country team. The boys high school cross country team has an opportunity to do something really, really special be the first city team in maybe 25 to 30 years. People people can't even find this information. When the last time a team of seven made it to all states. All states is the playoffs across country. You know, Massachusetts has six divisions across country separated between Eastern Mass, Central, and Western. In those divisions, out of the six, the top I believe 15 individual runners in the top four teams move forward to all states. In the last 30 years, Massachusetts has produced front runners 
individual kids have won state titles, but we haven't won or even advanced to the playoffs, to the dance as a team. So fast forward, we get to, you know, shout out to Kevin Maloney, Rick Cates, of course, my brother from another, Coach Dennis Shepard, you know, Perry Pappas, James Fletcher, Coach James Fletcher, Aaron Drumgoole, you know, Brian Gagnon, George Rose, Coach George Rose, Coach Steve McChesney, Coach Adi Demers, you know, Coach Phil Lamar. It's, it goes long, it goes on and on, Coach Clark. I mean, Foss family. And uh, this week, this year's week, you know, you can check out our website, obviously, on Dreams of Tangible Goals, but if you want to go to FossRunningCamp.com, uh, this is my third year being staff at FOSS. But this year, FOSS was, you know, amazing. Uh, I got to see my kids grow. You know, I, I took a step back. But this year, I tried to pick the brain of the of the legend, Artie Demers. Demers, Artie Demers from New Hampshire. You know, and Artie just shared stories, you know. And his struggle with administration, parents, you know. This guy's a legend. And my experience is nothing new. So on the road to greatness, I learned valuable lessons that, you know, I am no different than anyone who has been great prior to me. Dreams of tangible goals. Um, that's just part of the road as track guys, you know, it's how we, it's how we handle them hurdles. <laughs> it's how we handle those hurdles. That's the real indication of what success really is. So, um, two weeks, week, second week of FOSS, um, the boys were growing. I like the energy. I like most important the attitude. And I like what they were talking themselves. You know, we had a goal coming into the season that we felt that we could put on our dancing shoes, that we could go to the big dance, that we could make it to the All-State meet, meaning that we'd be top 14 no matter how the chips fall on November 10th to qualify for All-States. You know. You know, now it's a different animal. Oh, different animal. What has changed? This change is that um, this year's team has been really putting in some serious work. And um, we've taken some strides. Uh, the first stride would be this year, the second time Massachusetts, Boston Public Schools have attended um, the Martha's, in Martha's Vineyard in cross-country annual invitational. 
Um, we'll start with JV results. Last time I came out here to Martha's Vineyard, I brought uh, the team and the boys ran in JV. Um, at that year, at that time, you know, which is such a beautiful story, and it just shows that we're growing as a team. The culture is growing and it's spreading. You know, shout out to Gustavo, aka Goose, the first of the novella, the novelli, Rudy brothers that ran. So that day, you know, um, first time it was the tenth annual Martha's Vineyard, September tenth, two thousand and sixteen. Um, Took the boys to the first time to Martha's Vineyard, and on that day, you know, Jovan Talavera opened up the season with a 1848 5K. Gustavo Novelli Rudy was my second man that day. He came in 12th place with a 1911. Anthony Rosado was third man on the team, 21st place with a 1941. And then remember these names, Flavor Green. Ran twenty thirty six, and Sean Dykins ran twenty forty nine. Douglas Alvarado ran twenty one twenty seven. Douglas Alvarado ran twenty one twenty seven. Victor Baez, my captain, didn't run that race. You know, fast forward two years later, my captain Douglas Alvarado. Like I check in with my captains. Nightly, get a recap on practice, try to get an exception, a perception of what they see in regards to what's going on for the team. Um, you know, Douglas felt like, you know, coach, we have a shot to run well at uh, Martha's Vineyard this year. I said, you know, Douglas, let's shoot for top five. I believe you. So when the gun goes off in JV race, Christian Novelli Rudy ran. 2014 in his first cross country race ever medaled with a top 20 top 20 placement now Douglas you know Douglas and his teammates put on arguably one of the best performances in city history in the last 25 years uh we put my top seven in the top fifty. I put top. I took. I put five runners in the top thirty-one. Came in second place. Lost the eight points to my colleagues from Woburn. In the varsity race, Adnan Adnan Abdi Rahman first race at Martha's Vineyard. First time in the course ran seventeen seventeen. Then Jimsley Kajus, freshman, first race ever, 17-38-32. Victor Baez, PR, 17-36. Johan, Johan Sepfadolda, first race ever, 17-53. Douglas Alvarado, two years ago, 21-27, came back, ran 17-54. Ezra Tog, 1825, and Joshua Joseph, 1827. So, two years ago, my fastest boy ran 
in the JV race, <laughs> my fastest boy, Jovan Talavera, two years ago ran 1848. My seventh man in the varsity race two years later ran 1827. We came in second overall. Fast forward on that Wednesday, that was that was on Saturday. The following Wednesday, four-year tradition, Boston Public Schools versus Marshfield High School. Our brothers from one another, shout out to all the Rams, past, present, and future Rams. Hope we continue this tradition. Coach Shepard, amazing coach, one of the best coaches in the state. You know, the Rams have come to Boston, and I usually just tempo the workout. But once again, let's get back to new year, new team. Christian Novell Rudy follows up his performance from Martha's Vineyard by winning the JV race at a 3K at 1223. You know, in the varsity race, first time, all PRs in a scrimmage, doesn't count toward the record, but head-to-head, BPS one. We put, we ran Adnan 17.53 in the 5K, Gemsley 17.53 in the 5K, Douglas Alvarado 17.55, Johan 18.06, Victor 18.08. Ezra, 1852, Joshua Joseph, 1858. So the point of the matter is, is the boys are growing. They're running well. Uh, we followed up tired legs. It ran in the Big Wave Invitational, which again was showing the growth of the team and how far we came. Big Wave Invitational. Big special salute to the Ed Walsh Foundation for donating the funds to purchase the tent. So now we official now got a little shelter, got the tent going, you know, got the tent going. Ed Walsh Foundation, big shout out to them. So we got the tent and uh, big wave invitation once again. Steps closer to the goal of trying to qualify for all states in the junior senior race. Um, made a decision not to run Jemsey Kajus, promising freshman who rather run up, you know, run varsity because he knew if we ran up, he would help us win. And we had put, once again, we put six kids in the top 16 to win the junior senior race. So, uh, Boston Public Schools got performance of the week. Boston Herald gives us a little coverage. You know, now fast forward. This past Saturday, game changer of the year, game changer of the year, shoes for the program. Special shout out to Joe Ridden, Danny Ventura, and the Boston Herald. You know, uh, Dreams of Tangible Goals, Boston Herald featured yours truly in the cross-country team. And to what was huge for us in a program 
Uh, I don't know how much validity to the title, but I like that. I like it. I like all the press that these kids deserve. Shout out to my pioneers and the bricklayers who put it down in the last four years to make it special for the moment now. But Joe Reardon in the column, journal journalist, true journalist, tight, tight, title of the story. Boston City-wide, cross-country, running downhill, team taking the state by storm. Uh, huge. It was in the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday section of the Boston Herald and Sports, page B28. Um, I'm posting on the team website. It's on my IG account. Um, the link is on definitely on the um, I am Mr. Jump. I am Mr. Jump IG account. Um, I'm going to be posting it on the Dreams of Tangible Goals website after I finish this post, this podcast. But I just wanted to reach out to the audience and say, you know what? For those who did hear me and haven't heard me in a while, I appreciate y'all. Thanks for just checking in again. But, you know, I've been living life and life has been good to me. So it's not like I haven't been working and trying to put good energy in the world because I understand how karma works. But besides spending an honest time with my family, my wife, most importantly, but um, just trying to become obviously a better version of H each and better day. So, you know, because I believe that history is in our hands. Manifest destiny is in our hands. And it's going to take um, the true American dream, you know. There's a lot of narrative out here. You know, people describe, well, people, um, there are politicians who describe immigrant countries as shitholes. You know, I think we've lost track of what makes America great. And I'm so honored to be in a position to be coach because on my days when practice ends, I got a kid that goes to Quran class. Got a kid that can go to Hebrew class. I got seven-day Adventists, Catholics, Christians. I got one girl who's an African-American woman, Indian background, kids from El Salvador, Dominican Republic. So it doesn't matter your family size. It doesn't matter your income, your family stability, your structure, your place of worship, right? It's just the belief that all these families have instilled in their children, a belief in the higher power. So that when I provide something in front of them, and if that goal is to be the first team to qualify for all states, the belief system is already installed. Now we just got to just apply to work, dreams of tangible goals, you know? So I'm so proud that I have an opportunity to make history, that I can steer this ship. So I just got to keep my head right, stay focused, keep the kids healthy. We remain fun because we are Boston strong. We are the definition of Boston strong. Got a kid in every crevice of the city. Got a child that lives in a different community, whether Latino, African-American, Jewish background. It does not matter. When we put on that singlet, we are Boston. So, um, yeah, man, it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is, you know. Um, 
dreams of tangible goals. The goal is to remain obviously consistent with the podcast, with the website, spread this vision, you know, special shout out to Nicole Ferguson, who allowed me to do the Q&A with her. Check that out. You know, Nicole got multiple sclerosis. She's my coworker, and she's out here crushing miles. Special shout out to Coach Art Demers, New Hampshire legend. Thank you, Coach, for allowing me to pick your brain. You know, special shout out to my boy, Coach Aaron Ladd, for the allowing me to do the Q and A with you. Giddy up! Shout out to the Holliston coach and Holliston boys, Fear the Flannel, Mike Moose, high school comrade of mine, who's shaking up the world. Uh, He's ran several races, several marathons, halves, I think an ultra maybe too. So, Mike, shout out to you too for the Q&A. So, um, I'm running too. Legs a little tight. Legs a little heavy. But trying to just get this mileage up, you know, slowly but surely. And um, November 10th, baby. But we're going to start with the goal. The goal this week is Frank Kelly. Frank Kelly, Invitational at Rentham. Race starts at 12.04. And let's see where we stand. You know, let's see where we really stand. So I appreciate everyone. Make sure you subscribe. And uh, let me know what your thoughts are. Sorry for the delay. Once again, one love. Dreams of tangible goals. 